Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Come on, Robin. To the bad cave. We haven't one moment to lose. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, October 27, 2022. And this is Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 646 of the Biden-Harris administration, 12 days until the 22 midterms, just 12 days. Get it together, people. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore Garner. Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. We've got a gigantic show today, so let's stop screwing around and bring in the goth ninja. Okay, first, Spicy Jody's not here today. She uh, went and saw The Who, The Who in concert in Sacramento last night, hanging out with her friend Roger Daltrey. (laughs) Lucky, lucky, lucky. But David Ferguson is here. We call him T-Rex. He's from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. And sitting in for Jody Hamilton is the great Mary Trump. Mary Trump is back today. Yay! Mary! Mary! Mary. You know, I, I also could have been hanging out with Roger Daltrey and Jody, but I decided to come here instead. Good choice. Aww, that is the that see? is the correct choice. Of course, Mary is now the host. I think this is the first time we've talked to you since you launched your podcast, The Mary yeah, Trump it Show. It might be, yeah. Oh, my God. What a tremendous, tremendous podcast that is. I urge everyone to sign up. Where can people get it? Everywhere you get your podcasts, I guess. That's how we do Everywhere that. Everywhere right? you get your podcast except Spotify, because we hate Spotify. Oh, good and for you. Uh, it's also on youtube.com slash politicon. Get it while it's hot. Hmm. And I have a burning question. When am I going to be a guest on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's what I was waiting for. I was like, oh, he's going to do it, that's isn't he? He's going to ask, right? Of course I am. I'm of putting out music now. I've got to promote yeah. it. But I know you have like <laughs> world let's, leaders. Oh, let's just get through the midterms and we'll talk. You know, substance to speak to. So. <laughs> <laughs> People of substance. Jesus Christ, David. Well, so you have a substance. It's just not that, you know, substantial, I guess it were. So, Mary, how much fun is this line of work? Uh, you know, it's every day I come in and I, I come in. It's like I drive, commute, I get in my car, I drive to work, you know, across the living room from the yeah. other room to this room. <laughs> it's so taxing. But uh, it is the best line of work, isn't it? Doing a podcast is so much fun. I love it, actually. And uh, I've I've had 
incredible guests. I it it just it keeps me sane. Yeah. Um, also, I have a posse every Tuesday called the Nerd Avengers. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we you know we keep people uh, we keep each other kind of grounded. And, you know, it's been tough times, so it, it definitely helps to have a, as you know, Bob, you oh. know, consistent, a consistent group of yeah. of people. Um, and, it, you know, they're all nerds, which all, uh, has an extra <laughs> yeah. added. But uh, the nerd adventures proper are the, the two guys you mentioned, Norm Ornstein, Dahlia Lithwick, Jen Taub, Daniel Moody, wow. uh, Adam Parkamenko, Ali Smarco. I mean, it's a really cool crew. Um, Outstanding. Probably forgetting somebody. But, uh, you know, we have our honorary nerds. I consider you an honorary nerd. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's Ellie an honor. Ellie Stahl <laughs> is an honorary nerd. <laughs> yeah. Jen Rubin. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Well, the other amazing thing is you apparently have pneumonia. Is that right? So you've come on to the show with pneumonia. And then plus after recording your own show. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But as you know, uh, it, it is literally a short drive across a living room to sit in a chair. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on I'm on week three. So uh, definitely. Oh, my on the God. Mat. Initially, I'm sure you were panicked that it was some form of COVID, right? Or Well, I had to before my doctor would even see me, I had to get two PCR tests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very expensive if you need the results right away. So right, I right. knew from the beginning that it wasn't COVID. Mm-hmm. Um what kind of was a drag? I, we're we're gonna start doing the show live on stage, and I had to cancel <laughs> because oh, I got sick right man, before that. What a pisser that is! Because yeah, that, it was kind of drag, but we're gonna do it again. So, uh, and do you have the dates all worked out yet, or are they just still in flux? You're still in the planning stages. Everything's in flux because I had to cancel everything. So okay. we're kind of starting <laughs> starting from That's scratch. And honestly, yeah. we just need to survive this election. And, and then I yep. think we yep. can get down to the serious business of having fun. Don't freak out. We have to talk about this. Everyone's kind of freaking out right now. There's the, the John Fetterman thing from the other night, which we're going to get into later. Uh, yeah. the, the polls seem to be going in the wrong direction. However, I have completely stopped watching the polls. Yep. Because Good. they're meaningless. Mm-hmm. The real numbers coming out are the early voting numbers. And exactly. the latest batch of numbers that I saw are gigantic. I was actually immensely surprised. I had Simon Rosenberg on, political strategist Simon Rosenberg. Goes all the way back to the Clinton War Room in 1992. He's one of these guys who's like a radical optimist, but at the same time, he's got the numbers to back it up. And I just want to run through some of these figures from the latest uh, target early data about early voting comparing right now to this period of time in 2020. Now, you start with the United States just across the board, the entire nation. In 2020, the Democrat-Republican split in the early vote was 52-37 at this point in 2020. Right now, in 2022, 54-36. And these are all in favor of the Democrats. In Georgia, 47-46 in 2020. Right now, 51-41. In Michigan... The Democrat-Republican split 41-38 in 2020. In 2022, 53-27. Whoa. Yes, the Republicans wow. are vastly underperforming at this point compared to 2020 in Michigan. And, well, That's what you get when you try to kidnap the fucking governor. Yeah, absolutely. In Ohio, 41-44. Uh, that one leans Republican from 2020. However, it's exactly the opposite right now in 2022. 44-41. 
is the split. In Pennsylvania, in 2020, it was 68-25. Right now, it's (laughs) 73-23. Texas, Texas, 41-48 in 2020. Right now, 48-43 in the Democrats' favor in Texas. Virginia, in 2020, it was 54-32. Right now, 56-29. Wisconsin, in 2020, was 37-42. Right now, 4229. Wow. That that is a huge what is that an 11 point underperformance by uh, no, I'm sorry, 13 wow. point underperformance yeah. by the Republicans in Wisconsin. Minnesota 4730 in 2020, right now 4824. New Mexico in 2020 5638, right now 5937. Just gigantic numbers uh And this is all, I think, the centerpiece of what we ought to be focused on right now and not so much the poll numbers and constantly following the day-to-day snapshot in time. These are the kinds of numbers that you have to be looking at. Meantime, GDP growth has exceeded expectations. This is another uh, bit of positive news that... (laughs) That the political news media will probably find ways to downplay some, yeah. <laughs> somehow. Really good for John McCain. Yeah. <laughs> He's in everything. GDP growth for third quarter 2022, 2.6%, which is better than expected. And that's after two quarters of negative growth. Political news media... Continuing to reinforce this myth that gas prices and inflation are the fault of Democrats. But in reality, we got some numbers from some of the uh, big fossil fuel manufacturers. Gas company Valero announced more than 500% profit increase amid sky-high gas prices. So that'll give you an indication, right? that we're not talking about anything that Joe Biden did or the congressional Democrats did. This is entirely a cash grab. This is a cynical cash grab. Somebody please, please think of the oil barons. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one set of numbers from Valero. I think I've got the, let's see what else. I think Shell reported gigantic profits Uh themselves. Shell has reported profits of $9.5 billion for the third quarter compared to 4.1 billion in the same quarter last year. So they have more than doubled their profits year over year. This is again, shell, right? So when you see those stickers, I guess there are a few remaining the, I did this Biden stickers next to the gas pumps. It's not Joe Biden (laughs) has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It's entirely these uh, uh, big oil companies that are, gouging customers because they know cynically enough they know that everyone's just going to blame joe biden and the democrats that's their that's their sort of escape hatch isn't it yeah it is it's it's cynical and it i i don't quite understand why there aren't mechanisms in place to stop this kind i thought price gouging was illegal um first of all uh, but it's become increasingly clear that the, the media and the Republican Party uh, present aspects of the economy um, like they're the most important thing, gas prices, inflation, yeah. when really, uh, you know, if we want to use a climate change analogy, inflation and gas prices are like weather. 
day to day. And the mm -hmm. economy is like the climate. And, yeah. and you know, by focusing on these short term things, they literally make people think that they're more important. One, that President Biden can do anything about either of those things, even though the, their global phenomenon worsened by the uh, greed of uh, oil companies. Um, but two, that there are uh, that they're more important than I don't know democracy. Mm. Yeah, and right. and also what they fail to report is yes, uh, inflation is is bad, mm -hmm. although it's better here than most places on the planet. Of course, um, yeah. but you know what's keeping pace with inflation? Inflation sometimes outpacing it. Wages. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The NPR headline. Of all places, NPR ought to know better. But here's the headline announcing oh, the no, GDP listen growth. up. Get ready NPR for this. NPR has been infiltrated by right-wing trolls, and it has been that way for years. If yeah. you think NPR is liberal, you don't listen to NPR. There's oh, a there reason why I left. Go on. Yep. So here's the headline illustrating exactly what you just said, David. Just in, the U.S. economy rebounded in the third quarter, growing at an annual rate of 2.6% after shrinking in the first half of the year, hyphen... But analysts warn it may overstate the economy's strength. So right at the end, they throw a turd in the punch bowl. It's just, God damn. God, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why a bunch of swing voters are going to walk into their polling place in a couple of weeks and vote for fascist idiocracy. Because throw the bums out is exactly what it is. Even though what the new bums will do is far worse. The only economic uh -huh. plan, the only idea the Republicans have as far as the economy goes is to block the raising of the debt ceiling, which uh -huh. would, if it actually happens, would collapse the economy. The alternative is, if in lieu of blocking the raising of the debt ceiling, cutting Social Security and Medicare, which would uh -huh. screw over the finances of everyone, especially people 65 plus. As an illustrative example, though, of what yeah. you're talking about, the media's myopia, I remember the dawning weeks of March 2020, yeah. and the streets were empty, and like people like Jim Cramer were like, well, gas prices are way down, and they're talking about, you know, like, try, and the traffic reporters are like, well, why, 185 is wide open this morning, and it's like, it's like, okay, you need to stop looking at everything through the tiny slit yeah, of yeah. your perception, economics reporters, and synthesize things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was a huge lesson to me in like what's happening with news anchors when Wolf Blitzer was on select Celebrity Jeopardy, and he knows absolutely nothing. Right. Like the right. man who has stood there and read the cue cards on every single major history event for the last 30 years has absorbed none of it. And you know, and th this is only tangentially appropriate in this context, but I saw a clip of Jim Cramer on CNBC today. He was on, and he was actually in tears sitting behind the desk because he misjudged the success of Meta. He predicted whatever it was a year ago <laughs> that Meta stock was going to go through the roof. Meta is the new name for Facebook, those of you not following along. Right. And, and he was uh, bullish on Meta like a year ago when they first rolled out the virtual reality universe of weirdo See, uh, we Mark Zuckerberg icons. we didn't like virtual icons. reality the first time. I know. So been why was it going to be this? Go ahead. For, for as long as I've been working on the internet, since the late 90s, there's always been this dream of having this virtual community of people walking around and bumping into each other, etc., outside of a video game format, right? Well, so anyway, so Jim Cramer is crying on television today because Meta stock has dropped through the 
fucking floor because of poor earnings reports, right, for quarter three. And Jim Cramer is doing a whole mea culpa where he's just like, I was wrong, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I miscalled this, and here's why I miscalled this. And the thing I kept thinking of is, Jesus, if cable news political commentators held themselves to Ugh. this level of accountability, I think we might be better off. But instead, we continue to get this disingenuousness from, you know, the usual suspects. I'm not saying everyone across the board, but I'm saying enough political commentators on One of my news. favorites is Jonathan Carl, because Jonathan Carl yeah. will come out and state as authoritatively as he possibly can, like the night before the Cassidy Hutchinson testimony. Yeah. He was like, well, considering they've called it at the last minute, uh, this can't be, this, this mm -hmm. won't be an important hearing. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be just some, you know, functionary, mm -hmm. not anybody important. And I'm just like, dude, the whole fact that they called a special session seems to indicate to me that that's going to be someone important. Yeah. But also, like, what's his face? Jim Cramer, like, how could I not have seen that this was going to fail? Look at the product. That is absolutely true. It looks true. like a bad round of The Sims from the early 2000s. And nobody yeah. has legs. <laughs> and it, nobody wants to hang out there. It's ridiculous. It's going to die. It's Google Plus for Facebook. Yeah. You know, like, Where was it? It was around 400 at its peak. Right now, it's selling at $99 a share. That's a gigantic really? collapse. But I guess the point is, at least he was able to go on television and ding his own uh, reputation as a forecaster of these things and say, you know what? I, I called it wrong. And you don't see that a whole lot anymore. You certainly don't see it on social media where people are willing to say, hey, you know, I fucked up. I got it wrong. I was wrong on this thing. I mean, that's the whole uh, argument about an edit button on Twitter because people are afraid other people are going to scam what they said initially by changing it using an edit feature in order to escape accountability for being wrong. And then that's how obsessed we are yeah. as a culture now with being right. We have to be we have to be absolutely correct about everything and if we're not, it's this gigantic melodrama, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But I feel like Jim Cramer though is already, I mean, he shows like all the emotional stability of like Eminem when he was taking like shitloads of Vicodin. Like, I mean, he just, <laughs> it's just a mess. I mean, I, I have never understood the appeal of that guy, but it would be well, nice you know if they would do a mea culpa every now and then, but I feel like. Yeah, I hear their argument in their heads that this will erode my brand, so I must for never admit a mistake. Mm -hmm. But you know, right. I, I think it's, it, it is important to point it out though, right? And, and Bob, what you say is so important i mean there's been this really weird cultural shift and and i you know i i lay this at donald feet um because adult human beings used to take responsibility mm -hmm. for mm. their mistakes yeah. and admit it was considered adult behavior mature adult behavior to say you know what i was wrong and I'm going to make it right. Yeah. Now it's considered weakness, just like kindness is considered weakness, right? Mm -hmm. So we're up against this, uh, you know, this entire party that would rather uh, lie, cheat, and steal than ever admit to making a mistake because they think it makes them look weak. Yeah. And then when when people do make mistakes, or you know, have the audacity to have a stroke, for example, <laughs> Absolutely, they get pilloried. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's very dangerous. So even though it, it may not be a big deal for somebody as with the arrogance of, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, I forgot his name already. Uh, uh, Jim Cramer. 
Thank you. I was going to say Jim Crow. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong guy. Uh, Well, yeah. Um, Almost equally reprehensible in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) But for Jim Cramer to to do that, it's not nothing. I mean, it doesn't rehabilitate him in my mind by any stretch, but I'm not his listener. Right. Hold on a second. I'm going to have a tab in, in Jody's honor. (laughs) <laughs> hey, where did you she, get that? She's going to want to know you, where you got that. Where's your stash? If I had a tab, I would send it to Jody. It's not a tab. <laughs> okay. That was the nerdiest thing. It was like she pulled out a $10,000 Hermes bag and put it on the table. Except we all thought it was a can of tab, and we're like, oh, my God, it's treasure. Where did you yeah, get okay. that? Where did you get that amazing tab? Uh <laughs> Well, here's something that uh, I'm wondering if we're going to have to save face (laughs) and admit to fucking up or whatever on November 9. And that is uh, my prediction, my forecast that I think you agree with, Mary. And I know Kimberly, uh, Hal Sparks, Michael Cohen, of all people, agrees on this as well, that we don't think Donald is going to run again in 2024. I yeah. just want to clarify something. Um, I'm not. I can't say that with absolute certainty. I, I have a little ca- caveat. Okay. Uh, it depends on how much trouble he's in mm-hmm. and mm. how how little he's held accountable. So, in other words, if he's in a lot of trouble but nothing actionable has happened to him yet, he he would run because he would feel like he had to in order to protect himself. Yeah. from being held accountable. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying he would run to, to he would pretend to run, if you know what I mean, which mm-hmm. is what he was doing right. initially yeah. in 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in fact, he did that in 2012 as well, didn't he? And it was the mm-hmm. whole thing where he asked Meatloaf if he should run for president. Of course, Meatloaf yeah. said, Absolutely. Meatloaf, meat, <laughs> meat what did he I say? I thought you were going to play that god-awful national anthem moment from the Romney uh, campaign. No, 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 no. And on The Celebrity Apprentice, he said, uh, everyone's been saying I should run for president. Meatloaf, should I run for president? Absolutely. It's Meatloaf's fault that we got stuck <laughs> with your uncle, my God. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I think that's a good approach to take. Of course, my thing with Donald Trump and 2024 is... I don't think he's going to run again because of the finances that, mm-hmm. uh, and Michael Cohen said this uh, very, very well this week on Reed Gallon's show for the Lincoln Project, said something to the effect of, well, he's, not, he's making $150 million through these sucker uh, mm-hmm. do- donations and so on. And uh, he's not going to walk away from that kind of money on top of the fact that I think the RNC is still paying most, if not all, of his legal bills. I think they pulled out of the Mar-a-Lago situation, but I think they're still paying his legal bills on the other fronts. And uh, that might be something that he may not want to incur himself, because they said that if he runs, they'll have to stop paying his legal bills. So that's another factor. Speaking of legal bills and speaking of Donald Trump, I really want to, before we go to the break, want to talk about the E. Jean Carroll case. And our guest here's total, total baller Game of Thrones move where you can have my DNA. <laughs> no. Do you, I mean, you know about this, Bob. I'm yes. pretty oh, sure yes. most of the audience yeah. knows. So, like, you know, Trump is trying to, he's refusing to give DNA in E. Jean Carroll's uh, rape case. And uh, Mary, you uh, were like, well, uh, funny. I happen to have some Trump DNA just around the house. <laughs> you know what's uh, around the house or around my person? Uh, you know what's sort of funny about that? Um, 
Eugene texted me and she's like, you're trending. I'm like, why? I'm sick. I haven't done anything in like two weeks. <laughs> and it turns out that somebody, t- somebody tweeted about the DNA issue. And the, the truth of the matter is I offered it like two and a half years ago. So I don't know uh, why it's an issue. Suddenly now. a moment. Um, well, just do, but, will you do me one favor? Repeat after me. Tell Donald. I want him to know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. He knows. That's what's what's her line from? Uh, what was her name? The, uh, she was the best one. The old lady. I don't know Game what you're Thrones. talking about, David. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Poison oh, Cersei. Game of Thrones. Remember? Okay. Dinah Rigg. And she was like, tell Cersei it was me. I want her to know that poisoned her. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Okay. All it's right, like well, a modern A2 Brute, which I figured was a little too highbrow for our audience, but I guess I've just like walked Wiley Coyote style right off the edge. So, well, as so, you were, people. So, Michael Cohen also said that he's, <laughs> that Donald is concerned about losing again, that he doesn't want to be in a position mm-hmm. where he's going to end up walking away as a loser again after losing in, uh, in 2020. And losing very, very badly. Yeah, yeah. And I strongly. And he lost in 2016, too, by the way. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And. This time, we're talking about a party that I think has moved on from him, more or less, even though the party is still afraid of his followers. I think yeah. that's the main thing. And uh, here are the three contenders that I'm most concerned about. And I don't want to spend too much time on 2024 because of what's around the corner. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the three names I'm most concerned about are Christy Nome, Carrie Lake, and Nikki Haley. Not mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. I have a theory about Ron DeSantis I've been talking about on the show that once national Republicans see him operating, you know, on that debate stage with like 100 other Republicans running, they're going to go, oh, this is the guy? Why yeah. is this the guy? It's this, like the Scott Walker thing from, what was it, 2016? Or I forget what year <laughs> yeah. Scott Walker <laughs> ran. But remember, he was like the guy. He was going to be their guy. And as soon I as remember, they... we were all like, we was like watching somebody jump into a wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> and where is he now? He came apart so fast. What is Scott Walker doing now? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. He's a non-entity. He's just taking some time. I forgot who he more was for time a with... second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's spending right. more time with the kids in his crawl space. Right, right. I think, on the other hand, we should be prepared emotionally and politically if perchance we're wrong, if we're wrong right. and he does run again, we shouldn't be blindsided and we shouldn't write it off if he does run as being, well, he's going to lose anyway. So why even care? No, I'm going to go out no. on a limb. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, by that time, there's going to be someone we haven't even heard of. Yeah. Some Republican billionaire who's batshit crazy, who's a little more adept than Donald at hiding the overt like race and class and sex tones in his things. And mm-hmm. I bet some total political novice CEO of like a startup that made like checkbook covers or something <laughs> is going to be the Republican nominee in 2024. I just feel like there's someone even more bizarre, even more of a Marjorie Taylor Green, you know, not to be green anymore. Um, Well, I know that the Red Hats are looking for someone, if anyone, who's not him, anyone who's not Donald Trump, they're going to be looking for someone who's almost exactly like him. And I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to deliver on that front. He doesn't have the charisma for it. No, and and Bob, that's that's one that's absolutely 
Correct. You look at the top of the party, nobody mm-hmm. has that kind of charisma, uh, which is such a weird thing to say because Donald is so repulsive. It's hard to imagine <laughs> that know. he's it's charismatic so to some people, but he is. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the short term, the real danger here that we need to continue to confront is that after everything, Donald is still the leader of that fucking party. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're even considering the possibility he might run is it just shows us how broken everything is. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And right. out of those three, and I agree about DeSantis. He is he is no charisma. He's he's like a a bully in a playground who thinks that he can somehow, you know, play on the national stage. He can't. Um, but I think Christy, what's her name, Carrie Lake is yeah. is the kind of person. More so than Haley or uh, Gnome. Uh, yeah. She has that kind of telegenic... She's evil Halsey, I'm telling you. And she's like, repulsive uh, in several, the sa- in the same way that, you know, Donald's repulsive. Mm-hmm. That people seem to be really attracted that, to. She, I feel like you're absolutely right on there. That uh, Kari, Carrie, whatever her name is, has got that Sarah Palin thing. Well, here's right? the other thing. Abortion is still going to be an issue in 2024. And the Republicans mm-hmm. are going to try to outflank the Democrats by running a woman. I think that's going to be their play in the primaries. And you know, we'll see whether that plays out that way, but they've got three women on the bench who I think could be a threat to whoever the Democratic nominee is, probably Joe Biden. Uh, but between Carrie Lake, Christy Nome, Nikki Haley, they've all been setting themselves up for 2024. It's not going to be Marco Rubio. It's not going to be yeah. Lindsey Graham. It's not going to be Ted Cruz. Certainly not no. Ted Cruz. It, and it's, I don't put think it's going to be. Put yourself in the mindset of like a Republican strategist yeah. named Debbie from Dallas. And she's like, well, let me think. <laughs> you know, she's like, now that Nikki Haley, now she's ethnic. Yeah. And, but there's, isn't there something weird about her hair? How it like, Probably. it's kind of wiry. Yeah. I just, mm. Now, of course, you know, we were going to go with uh, Liz Cheney, but obviously the unfortunate has happened. So we won't yeah. mention that any yeah. further. Um, but I think that, that, that Carrie Allen, she could be a very good fit. Yeah. Anyway, and, yeah. when it's, and it's also not going to be Tim Scott or anyone. No. I can't. I just can't <laughs> see anyone filling those teeny tiny Donald shoes, the teeny tiny little baby feet shoes. Or at the moment, anybody other than DeSantis who has the guts. Yeah. Uh, although, uh, interestingly, Pence has been kind of making moves, but he's such <laughs> a pathetic wimp that I it's hard know. to. I know. No, I mean, really, he's just <laughs> a bottle of Maalox. <laughs> basically. Don't, in, don't insult Maalox. <laughs> it has a purpose, right? Oh, God. Okay, you know what? Uh, still more to come on the show. We're going to talk about uh, Herschel Walker. Another woman has come forward saying Herschel Walker helped her to get an abortion. We're going to talk about that. As well as Herschel saying, oh, it's a lie, and it's not <laughs> a lie. <laughs> and yet... Herschel Walker does not have any reported strokes, so we don't know what the hell causes him to say, oh, it's a lie, but it's also not a lie. Okay, yeah, sure, deep sure. thoughts yeah. with Herschel Walker. <laughs> Plus, yeah. it looks like Elon Musk is uh, purchasing Twitter officially, and we'll talk about whether we're going to stick around for all of that and what we can do once that actually is finalized. 
Plus, obviously, right now, this week, the John Fetterman performance at the debate has been this point of screaming, screeching on the right and uh, on certainly on Fox News Channel. But we're going to talk about Donald. We're going to talk about Kevin McCarthy and their issues, minus any reported cases of stroke or TIAs or anything similar to that. I've got lots of audio here of those two. So we'll get into that as well, and a whole lot more coming up here on the show with David and our special guest today, the great Mary Trump. Okay, first, let's talk about the After Party podcast. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week, but this one is completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap all we can't get away with on the free show, so please... Please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every damn week, including that level of support. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Just click that link, and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Summer, David. It's talking over my part. Hey, guess what? We're gonna play the whole goddamn thing at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, right when my voice comes in, you're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know, we're not. Give me some chorus. Turn it up. Okay, yes, brand new Astral Summer right here. What's the song called? If You Know is the name of the track? It's called If You Know, You Know. And it's featuring my buddy Rick, who yeah. uh, lives in Raleigh, mm-hmm. formerly the lead singer of a band called Morning Bells. It's Rick Denton, and um, I drove up to Raleigh with the mic and was like, let's do this! Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he was so nervous at first, it was hilarious. He was just terrified. And I, like, 
I was like, go do a shot of whiskey and come back. <laughs> and, uh, and then all of a sudden, about two, three takes in, he just left me in the dust. It was just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I like this. And his voice, if you can hear it, it sounds so beautiful and so strong and clear. All right. Well, this is... Uh, and when event- they're on top of each other, they do this amazing thing that I didn't realize they were going to do. Like, we sound like brothers or something. It's cool. Wow, very cool. Yeah, is this available right now at astralsummer.bandcamp.com? Not yet. It's a preview. Okay. All right. Is there a release date that you have in mind? Uh, I literally, until I you said Mary's going to be on the show tomorrow, and I said, oh, my God, can we play the new song? Because I'm almost finished <laughs> mixing it. So, like, I mean, that is as far as the planning is gone. I, and I did wake up at, like, 20 minutes late for work this morning. So, like, really, All right. this is as far as we've gotten. It's been no extramentation. Okay. It's, well, it's beautiful. <laughs> I actually love it. Great Thank you, Mary. Uh, I'll send you a. I'll send you a copy as soon as we get done. Cool. Well, as I said, I'm going to play the whole thing at the end of the show, as we've been doing, David. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for <laughs> joining us, David. <laughs> Seemingly for the first time. Uh, yeah, the full length uh, song. No, we it just at was the, the timing. It was just I was waiting to see how my voice was going to sound going out over the air on this. Yeah. And as soon as I started to sing, you started talking because Rick has the first part of that verse. Yeah. And then well, we switch on the second verse. I but see. It's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm so so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll send a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> uh, I'll send an edible. I arrangement. want a muffin basket, or I quit. <laughs> Um, I'll send an arrangement of dildos to your house and <laughs> to make up for it. But yeah, as I said, end of the show, we play all the all the music. Uh, that's what we're doing these days. So you're days. sending over the heads of the RNC, the arrangement <laughs> of dildos. <laughs> I don't know if they even do that. Can you like mail order like and I don't know if you I don't think you would call it an edible arrangement, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you could. And why are you asking us as if yeah, as if we would that? Yeah, I'm yeah, Mary. Have you sent a bag of dicks to anyone lately? <laughs> so, I'm starting that business. I'm going to buy a bunch of paper bags and cheap dildos so you can literally send someone a bag of dicks. Um. <laughs> so, speaking of a bag of dicks, Herschel Walker <laughs> has been uh, once again accused of, uh, of aiding and abetting an abortion. Dude, uh, he's apparently got like an entire football team of illegitimate children and like dead fetuses in heaven. It's like at this point, he's like, well, how many is this? Let's get the count. And then, you know, and then Lindsey Graham goes and races to Georgia to campaign with him. And that, of course, raises my ongoing well, question you know. about his posture, about the Republican posture on this entire matter, the Herschel Walker abortion thing. Which is that, well, if Herschel Walker had driven a woman to a place where she was going to have a toddler murdered, would Lindsey Graham still be campaigning for Herschel Walker? You would think so, Bob, and we would like to think that that's the case. But first of all, separate from that, if they don't care that this man beat his wife and put a gun to her head Mm -hmm. and threatened to shoot her... I don't, you know, I'm not really sure they're going to care about anything else he does. I think that what's important... We call that Republican family therapy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So we can't look at it from our perspective. From their perspective, and they did this with Donald too, they did the imperfect vessel thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, what Walker did was bad, and, uh, you know, he needs to redeem himself somehow. But he, even though he murdered a few babies... Um, he wants to protect millions and millions more, 
with uh, if Eyes. he's a senator and he supports this national ban on abortion, whereas uh, somebody like Raphael Warnock, who's actually a religious man, and mm-hmm. um, not that I give a shit, but they care, <laughs> right? Uh, he will. He's all for murdering millions and millions of babies. That's that's what that's why it isn't hypocrisy. I mean, it's hypocrisy for people like Lindsey Graham because they don't care. Yeah. They're just doing it for power. Right. But for people who actually buy into that and because there's no separation between church and state in this country anymore, they think, well, yes, he murdered a couple of babies, but he's on the right side of this issue in general and he'll save millions of babies in the future. Was Herschel Walker living in Texas at the time or in Georgia? Because Texas now has the Texas, law where no, I mean, and we—I ha- right? really feel like we need to go ahead and move this forward, lawyers in the audience. It's time to sue Herschel Walker for ten thousand dollars yeah. under that stupid bounty law. Why right. are we doing this? Yeah, what's the statute of limitations on that thing? Is it retroactive? I, think it's, uh, I don't know if it's grandfathered or not. It, it can't be retroactive. No, I, I don't think it I is. I don't think yeah. it could be. I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, we, I, we can assume at this point, I think, that Herschel Walker has an intense latex allergy. <laughs> 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 well, meantime, Mehmet Oz. Because he has never even touched a condom. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, you know what? Before we get into Mehmet Oz, I've got this clip here where Herschel Walker is, I think, explaining to Sean Hannity that the accusation is a lie and also not a lie. And uh, again, no reported incidents of stroke in Herschel's background. So here, here, here we go. So right now, they would do whatever they can and say whatever they can to win power back for this seat, but not on my watch. They can try to lie, and I told everyone this is a lie, and it's not a lie. I'm here to fight for the... It's a lie, and it's not a lie, also. But Bob, that's, that's the message. This guy is so unfit. He is, <laughs> something is seriously wrong with him. He doesn't yeah. deserve it. And what, what I think Democrats need to focus on more is just the contempt Republicans have for their voters. Well, meantime, Mehmet Oz said abortion should be between a woman, her doctor, and local <laughs> party leaders. Sounds like China's one-child policy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the great Amy Schumer did a bit on her show years <laughs> ago great. that was way ahead of the curve on this sort of thing. I want to play this bit. This is the audio, and the audio completely holds up. You don't actually need to see it, too. It's even funnier when you see it, but the audio by itself is hilarious and so goddamn appropriate. This is the great Amy Schumer. You live a busy life. The last thing you want to have to worry about is your birth control pill. That's why we're introducing orthoestrin, a new <laughs> low-dose daily birth control pill with little to no side effects. Ask your doctor if birth control is right for you. Then ask your boss if birth control is right for you. (laughs) Ask your boss to ask his priest. Find a Boy Scout and see what he thinks. (laughs) Tap a mailman on the shoulder. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. Um, Tell him you didn't mean to startle him. Then ask him if birth control is right for you. Put it online and see how many likes it gets. Ask an old black man and an Asian boy playing chess in the park. I start this new birth control. Then ask them how they became friends, because there has just got to be a story there. I'm trying to get birth control, and I'm Ask someone who just got one of those cochlear implants and is hearing for the very first time. (laughs) Yeah, but can I get birth control? Ask Jeeves. I'm supposed to ask you, too. Ask your mom's new boyfriend. (laughs) Then ask the Supreme Court. Finally, ask yourself... Why you insist on having sex for fun? <laughs> no refills? 
I have to go through all this again next month? Yep. <laughs> See you then. Oh Little boy walks Can up. I have a gun? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's the gun part. Oh. Yeah. Remember, that's your right. Remember, that's your right. Oh, my God. That is a home run. Wow. So sadly, be in better sadly shape as a country if she was the Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> Instead of her cousin. I, I'm kind of on, I'm in with this. Well, also, we discovered this week through uh, Marjorie Three Toes that postmenopausal women just don't count. In this entire <laughs> debate. Because Where is she in all this? Didn't she just get divorced? Because it wasn't easy being green. Um, well, how old yeah, is Marjorie no, Taylor Greene? She's not. She's, she's got to be still in her 30s, maybe. 40, uh, 49? Well, regardless. She was a freshman when I was a senior. Yeah. But uh, apparently anyone who's older than 50 just doesn't matter anymore in the whole debate. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene on some radio show explaining to an older Southern woman who doesn't let her off the hook, by the way. This is a great caller you're about to hear, too. But Marjorie Taylor Greene explaining to this woman how, oh, you don't matter anymore because you're not birthing anyone. You, you talk about the, the uh, women's rights. Okay, you're blaming this all on the women. My body is my body, and I, want, I don't want the government telling me what I can do with my body. Ma'am, are you having children anytime soon? I'm, um, that's my question. I'm asking a legitimate question. And you're right, it's your body, but a baby inside a woman's womb is another person's body. Not your body and not my body. And that uh, abortion Jeez. is murder of another human being whether that body is inside your uterus or, or not. But that is murder. I, I do not support the murder of another human being. I support life, and I will always stand up to fight for the lives of the unborn and, and life overall. Um, but I don't, I don't think you're having children anytime soon. So I appreciate your interest in women's rights, but killing an unborn baby is not a woman's right, and that's not health care. Okay. If a child, if a, the 10-year-old child that was, that was the rape, what about then I think we should put the rapist, the a child Man's abuser. Be punished. The child can't have anything done to her without uh, the government going after them, fining them and all that stuff. That's not right. A child abuser and a rapist should be put to death if they are doing that to a 10-year-old. Because she's pro-life. So pro exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Child. Number one, I think that should be our focus. That is a very I, I rare... I pause real quick. Yeah. And point out just the pointed nastiness of her, mm -hmm. just being mm -hmm. like, you're old. Yeah. And I'm like and how does hot she know? and blonde and... Uh, the tone of the woman's voice, but it's really, uh, you know, it's just that there is like, I mean, she always goes the extra mile to be as nasty as she can. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hate about her. That's mm -hmm. why she's going to be Donald's running mate. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That would not surprise me for one second if he decides to run. God, that'd be, that would be too Gemini's on a ticket not <laughs> to get too like airy fairy, but like she, her birthday is like three days before mine, which just sickens me. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, how dare she be one of us? Because I mean, uh, and then Donald's like right out there with Gaddafi on like the 11th or 12th. So like, uh, these people are hard to kill and hard to get rid of, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, by the way, thank you for showing interest in women's rights. <laughs> well, that was so condescending. Thank you for at least pretending to be a woman. 
It's like, what the... What, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you Thank can, you. You do. I know. You, That's my you entire reaction you, to this. You okay. I do believe that in the universe is overall benevolent and arcing toward justice, and there may come a day when... Marjorie Thrichos chokes to death on a Kalamata olive pit in Panera somewhere. Just, and nobody will give her the Heimlich. <laughs> you know what the best thing about that joke, David, was? The maniacal laugh at the end. <laughs> the joy that you took in that thought. Oh, I'm just imagining her sinking to the floor and pointing at her throat and people being like, well, I guess I'm going to get the soup bowl with the bread. <laughs> Can I get a, a tall, non-fat latte, please? Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so let's see. Moving on here to uh, another wonderful, wonderful human being. Uh, Elon Musk appears to have purchased Twitter. I guess he showed up at Twitter headquarters yesterday with a kitchen sink because he's so hilarious. Well, I, I found his weak point when it comes to Twitter. And it's the advertisers. It's Twitter advertisers. Uh, he posted this whole open letter to the Twitter advertisers today. Just like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Don't, don't worry. I'm not going to let everything go. I'm not going to... There's still going to be rules here. He said, I wanted to reach out personally to share my motivation in acquiring Twitter. And again, this is the advertisers. There has been much speculation about why I bought Twitter and what I think about advertising. Most of it has been wrong. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization. Oh, my God, the ego. The it's ego on this guy. No, guys, listen. This is your golden opportunity to like quit smoking, okay? Like, get a Twitter patch and put it on your skin and quit. No. I'm, not, I'm not bad well, for no. society. Uh, well, you can no, quit, no. David. Terrible for the world. Nope. Okay. Not going anywhere. Oh, God, I hate Twitter so much. Well, no, I hate not, it so much. I'm, I'm not leaving, and I, I no. will not leave, but I'm leading to something here with the advertisers. I'll get to that in a second. So, it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. <laughs> there is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right-wing and far left-wing echo chambers mm. that generate more hate and divide our society. In the relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarized extremes as they believe that is what brings in the money, but in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. So I, I just love the both-siderism that he throws in here. That is why I bought Twitter. I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make more money. I did it to try to help humanity. Wow. Whom I love, he says. And, and I do so with humility, recognizing that failure in pursuing this goal. <laughs> That's the biggest lie in the whole thing so yeah, far. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just got done saying it. I did it to help humanity. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing it with humility, don't you see? Can't you see the humility just oozing off of me? Uh, yada, yada, yada. That said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all landscape where anything can be said with no consequences! Exclamation mark. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature. I also very much believe that advertising, when done right, can delight, entertain, and inform you. It can show you a service or product or medical treatment that you never knew existed but is right for you. For this to be true, it is essential to show Twitter users advertising that is as relevant as possible to their needs. Low relevancy ads are spam, but high relevant ads are actually content. 
Fundamentally, Twitter aspires to be the most respected advertising platform in the world that strengthens your brand and grows your enterprise. To everyone who has partnered with us, I thank you. Let us build something extraordinary together. That was Elon Musk today. So here's the thing. That's his weak point. If Twitter goes sideways, as I predict it will, as I predict it will become the Stormfront message boards, <laughs> where all of the worst of the worst, I mean, basically... Well, especially if we all leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing. What Elon Musk is probably going to do is much like what Bain did at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. He's just going to release all the prisoners out of Blackgate Prison, and they're just going to flood into the streets. And that's what Twitter is going to feel like, I think, initially, when he lifts all of these bans. All of the people that were banned for the insurrection, all of the people that were banned for election disinformation, all the people that were banned for COVID disinformation. Donald, they're all yeah. coming back. They're all going to be back. to all of those categories. Yeah, Exactly. And so the way you push back against this is not necessarily to just abandon Twitter and let them have it. The way you push back is Elon Musk's weak point, and that is the advertisers. And what have we learned over the past few years? You push advertisers enough, corporate America will fall in line. There is example after example after example of that exact thing. And I think, yeah, it's not desirable. We don't want Elon Musk in control of Twitter because we know what he's like. We know what he's all about. We know what his motivations are. Twitter is going to become like this bro science hellscape. There's a certain type mm. of people like the Joe Rogan crowd see Elon Musk as one of them. And that's the kind of people that are going to be empowered by Twitter. So brace yourself for that. But at the same time, don't leave it to them. Make sure we have an opportunity. Make sure we have the motivation to push back against that kind of behavior by going directly to the advertisers. That is an avenue of recourse that I think we should explore. So there it is. I agree with you. And I would say, one, you have to, we, Democrats have to stop seeding ground. Yeah. Just stay and fight, for Christ's sakes. There's yep. that. If you're paying for those extra services, I don't know what they are, but I guess they introduced something like an edit button. I don't really know. Yeah. Stop paying for them. You don't need them mm -hmm. at all. I don't ever pay for advertising uh, on Twitter yep. or boosting a post or whatever. Uh, and don't amplify voices of hate. Right. Just don't do it. And, yep. and, and then at least we'll have our space um, because we we run away too quickly. I remember when it was announced months ago that he was going to buy it. I lost like 10,000 followers in like an hour. Yeah. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Even if he does buy it, it's going to take months. So right. let it play out. It, it was quite astonishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. We go after the advertisers and we stay and fight. And, you know, my policy has always been, Mary, that... Uh, it's important to pay attention to the uh, bad actors who have popularity already. Donald, people similar to Donald. Uh, those are the kind of people that you have to keep an eye on. But there are yep. other people who are just trolling for the sake of trolling that I try never to pay attention to, who don't have the status of some mm -hmm. of the top shelf trolls. I'm talking about people like Kevin Sorbo, 
or <laughs> sorry. What, what's that other account? AC. Oh, that was as evil as my mid scientist laugh. I just, I, I just, I so don't care about Kevin Sorbo and Scott Bayo and some of these guys who they're oh, just the alpha never male guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Adams, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a joke. Yeah, he's got to be a joke. It's extremely self-satirical, is what that is. And the same with uh, there's another account. I think it's. ACT Bridget, Bridget something, I forget her full name because I don't spend a lot of time thinking about some of these people. Uh, these are all people that you don't need to amplify. They're not famous. Donald Trump is already famous. <laughs> Talking right. about Donald Trump is not going to make him more famous. Uh, oh, yeah. Ignore him at your peril. Yeah, Kevin, exactly. Kevin Sorbo, not so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of Kevin Sorbo maybe becoming president again or controlling an entire movement Can we get that on a T-shirt? <laughs> you know, ignore Trump at your peril. Kevin Sorbo, not so much. Not so Mary much. Trump. Yeah, yeah. 2022. Make sure I'm to totally tweet that at that. Kevin Sorbo, please. <laughs> All right, let's take uh, one last break. When we come back, we're going to listen to some fun audio of Donald Trump having short circuits, one after another. Uh, we may talk about some of our favorites. I know I have mine. And with no evidence whatsoever of a stroke or TIA, once again, just not a thing. Also, Kevin McCarthy. I've got clips of Kevin McCarthy. No explanation whatsoever for why these clips occurred. And you'll know what I'm talking about when I play them. All right, back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Something to Believe. This is the alt version of that song. This is from her album, Keeping It Real. Anna-Marie.bandcamp.com. Link in the description, of course. Same with Astral Summer. So 
You know the drill, bobseska.com. Click the link for this episode. Scroll on down and you can find links for all the music we play here. And thank you for doing that. Plus, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Okay. I got to talk about this because uh, this has been something that uh, I think is being misinterpreted significantly by some of the usual suspects on cable news and elsewhere. And that is the fact that John Fetterman had a stroke back in May. It's well known. No one hid it from the public like Ronnie Jackson did. Remember when Ronnie Jackson, after uh, Donald Trump had that issue President with... President is the healthiest specimen <laughs> I've had the privilege to examine. Yeah, he's he is gonna... a perfect Coca-Cola-shaped bottle, streamlined <laughs> curve. Yeah, anyway. He's, he's going to live to be 200 years old. And the only problem that happened during his Jerusalem remarks was the fact that he dry, I dried up his secretions. Which, in the context of Donald Trump, is really, really gross. I don't want to think about Donald Trump's <laughs> secretions. Thank you very much, Ronnie. Thanks Jackson. for uh, sharing it, though. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, John Fetterman had some uh, speaking issues during the debate the other night, uh, the Pennsylvania debate against uh, Mehmet Oz. And uh, it was clear that he was still suffering some of the, uh, at least, speech issues that go along with having a stroke. There's no indication that he's got any cognitive impairment. But, you know, it was obvious that he had a problem speaking. Uh, that is not going to impair his ability to do the work of a United States senator. Right, th- Bob, aren't there currently two sitting senators who suffered strokes? Oh, yes, absolutely. And who are the, do you know the names of those two senators? Mm-hmm. And both of them are Louis Gohmert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he's thankfully, a, he's not a senator. House. Yeah. But- <laughs> Um, they're both Democrats. I think Chris Van Hollen is one, and I don't remember the other one. Right, right. This is not something that is disqualifying uh, from public office. Uh, But again, it's about the deception. It's about the lack of forthright explanation when it comes to certain behaviors. And I go to uh, Donald Trump short-circuiting all the time. And The Daily Show put together a whole compilation of his greatest hits along those lines. I know words. I have the best words. In uh, 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant, (laughs) that beautiful Orion space capsicle. Oh, that's my my favorite one. Capsicle. Right away. Orion space capsicle. The capsicle. I love on a summer day, on a warm summer day, when I was a kid. Like an ice cold capsicle. Yeah, the ice cream man would come by and I'd run up there with my 50 cents. Can I have a capsicle, please? And he'd give me an Orion capsicle. Awesome. Delicious. My favorite flavor, grape. Full Orion space capsicle. The combat infantry bin. Yeah, my favorite right there. As a sovereign country, a lot of work has been done, a lot of renovation. If you look at some of it, defensive missions and missiles, your devotion, <laughs> Wes, <laughs> then you will gain momentum. Heroin alone, if you look at the heroin epidemic, the federal government is conducting an aggressive investigation. And to delegitimize. As bad as it is, it, it, it meant something by. And anomalous, really anomalous. You're going to see some statistics coming out. Americans of all walks of life rose up. Assistant Secretary Girard and Surgeon General Adams. Okay, you know, we're going to stop right there because I have some other individual clips. But I got to ask Mary, what is it that he does when 
he fucks up and then goes, and then he like tries to change what it was that he said. Like he retcons what he was trying to say. Like when the Jerusalem speech, he said, uh, possible and possibilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is just how pathologically incapable he is of correcting a mistake. Yeah. So instead of just saying, oh, wait, I meant this. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, if you're a normal human being, you can laugh at yourself. You can say, oh, yeah. I, you know, whatever. Or just say, excuse me, I meant to say. He can't do that. So he tries to incorporate the fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> into what he's saying as if he meant to say capsicle. Yes, absolutely. It's just mind-blowing. And, and another case of that is one of my favorites, one of my all-time favorites. It's not included in the Daily Show clip because I think it's relatively new. It's the magnified fortune. They do action replays in magnified fortion. They have a fashionable magnified tape. Yeah. And you can see just about everything. Yeah. What is that? Magnified (laughs) tape. No, it's literally, I mean, obviously there's, he's got speech issues, but the psychological part is I cannot ever admit I made a mistake. So this is, I meant to say. Yeah. Magnifortion. We could track the progress of a COVID blood clot, like across his speech center in those moments. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's been doing this for a very long time. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Here's another one. This is another favorite from recently. We have to keep our country gate. We have to keep our we have to keep our country gate. Put put gate. But 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 but. I mean, I'm doing I agree. my part on that. I agree. We should. <laughs> Yes. Burp, burp. And I, you know what we also need? What we also need are gay putt-putt courses. <laughs> so we can play gay putt-putt Aren't golf. they all just kind of inherently, though? There's a whole bunch of strangers getting together. Something in a hole. <laughs> and then the classic. Troth, truth, sensual. Which I'm always going to call it Troth Central forever and ever and ever. Oh, that's as... not its actual name? Yeah. No, I'm sure that he now he made them rebranded as Troth Central because <laughs> that's what he's called it. Yeah, and then there was, of course, the Jerusalem thing that I keep talking about, that whole address that was never properly explained other than Ronnie Jackson talking about Trump's secretions that were dried up or something and but had to go there again Bob. He gave it he, he gave us this though. and god bless the united states Sheesh. but it was, yeah, i think that sliding. was a denture thing yeah probably probably but the, the denture thing doesn't explain possible and possibilities which he says in there nope. too um and then there's kevin mccarthy and this is even more difficult to explain this one because this is not something that it's i've heard not. what's that but it's not. He has a head full of dryer lint. We've established this. <laughs> it's amazing that coherent sounds come out of his mouth hole at all. But I'm just, again, John Fetterman had a stroke. He's talked about how he's had a stroke. You know, he's, he's recovering from a stroke. Here's Kevin McCarthy with no explanation as to why this happened. And also stand by a Russia blackmails an entire continent. All the while keeping the place of the band on America. All the while keeping the place of the band of America. I don't know what that means. I don't know what's going on. That's with Astral Summer, folks. And it also <laughs> sounds available right. on Spotify and iTunes. A S T L. It also sounds like he was reading a statement. Yes. Yes. It, I mean, it could be some form of dyslexia, but I haven't seen any evidence of that mm. since then. And those who return home are being disrespected by the VA. They can't keep the simple promise 
to all of our heroes to the need when they need it most. I don't know what that was either. That was another one. Uh, and I'm not sure if that was a problem with the text or his reading of the text. Again, no explanation. And that's the point that I'm trying to make in all of this. One last one of Kevin McCarthy. This safe zone would create a stem of flow of refugees, unlike during the surge in Iraq, when Petraeus and Crocker had an effective politically strategy. Uh, an effective politically strategy. That I, I can't imagine that those would all Xanax be. Xanax is kicking in. I you mean, that. he's be, getting that sing song to his voice, and Peruski, and <laughs> they had a strategy, and a band on America. And I, can I go home now? <laughs> I mean, he's just like not a bright man. He's probably exhausted, and he those words coming out of his mouth mean absolutely nothing. He's uh, just, sure, sure. But again, what's the explanation? You know, is he just is he Ron Burgundy, and he just reads what? whatever's on the prompter, typos yep, and all, or, yeah, what, what is it? And we don't well, know. Well, McCarthy is kind of an idiot. Yeah, that's um, true, yeah. <laughs> but again, I think it's this, and it may not be the, the case here, because it it's kind of a minor issue, but mm -hmm. just never, ever, ever admit you made a mistake, that's no matter right. how minor mm -hmm. a mistake it might be. And just keep plowing ahead, and maybe nobody will notice. Yeah. But Bob Seska noticed. I noticed uh, very quickly. In fact, uh, Rachel Maddow did an entire A block about these clips of Kevin McCarthy, and she was just as confounded as I am. Like, why have they not, why have they not said anything about this? Why? And the hypocrisy of it. I mean, yeah. geez, do you know the courage it took for John Fetterman to get on oh, the yeah. debate stage? And yeah. knowing that he was going to fuck up. And, uh, yeah. He, he went ahead and did it anyway. And then you've got, you know, Oz, who's a friggin' doctor and is supposed to do no harm, mm -hmm. mocking him relentlessly for months, Cruz mocking him. It's just, that's all they got. Yeah. And guess what? Dr. Oz is always going to be that guy. <laughs> John, right. John Fetterman's going to get better. Mm -hmm. Dr. Oz yeah. is still going to be the political tourist douchebag that we all know and dislike. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> was this Oscar Wilde? They were, they were like, um, Oscar, you're drunk. And he was like, sir, you are hideously ugly. But when I awake, I will be sober. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary, thank you again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it, especially knowing that you have pneumonia, which is above and beyond the call of duty. That is 100%. We uh, love you, Mary. Tough. Well, so good to talk to you. Yeah, I always have so much fun with you guys. So uh, believe me, this was this was a bright spot uh, for the last few weeks. So I thank you for Aww. asking. Oh yeah, great, great. Oh, the door is always open. If you ever get like a bee in your bonnet in the middle of a Thursday <laughs> afternoon, you're like, ah, the world needs to hear about this. Well, being an honorary. Uh, <clears throat> Goth Ninja. Honorary ninja. Goth Ninja yeah. is, is one of my favorite things to come out of the last couple of years. So. And and you wear it oh quite God. well. We had to yeah. make you business cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find the Mary Trump Show everywhere. Get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe. Do you have a Patreon or anything like that going on, Mary? Nope. Well, you can go to my Patreon and pretend that you're contributing to Mary's Patreon, even though she doesn't have one. So how about that? Go to Bob's Bob, Patreon. BobSeskaShow.com. Yeah. I'm shameless. I'm just realizing how shameless I just was right there. Okay. <laughs> we got the Can shadow. Can you stay for the shadow docket, Mary, please? Well, you're under no obligation to stay for the shadow. Oh, I would love to. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Well, there's still I more to questions. come on our Patreon page, uh, bobseskashow.com. If you sign up for $5 a month, you get the shadow docket every Tuesday and Thursday. It's act three of the show. 
If you're missing, uh, if you're just listening to the free show, you're missing that third act of the show. Uh, again, bobseskashow.com. <laughs> Scroll on marketing. down to the it's link. marketing. Yes. Can't live without it. All right. Uh, let's see what else here. We're going to talk about, oh, there's some, oh, great, COVID news. Oh, that's good. Some more Marjorie Taylor Greene news. Uh, let's talk about those climate protesters in the art galleries a little bit. And uh, see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Sometimes 
cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.